guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pat o'sullivan how you doing today pat good how you doing yeah you know you know i was telling you a little bit about my crazy up and down roller coaster weekend so <laughs> well how did the filming go you didn't you never got to that part yeah so yeah <clears throat> so i went and i went this weekend and i filmed my friend's band and um you know i'm kind of trying to help them build like a social media following and whatnot and i'd never met the, those guys before i'd never met the bandmates before um but you know we went do you want to give them a plug like do they have a uh their content anywhere online yet or so they don't have they don't have any music online is the issue and so okay. i mean i don't really i don't, I don't want to plug them just yet i think their big you know internet debut is going to be with uh some of the footage that i got you know, but but it was good. You know, it, it went well. It was my first time really filming something that wasn't mine. So <laughs> it was, you know, it was really a, a learning experience, especially because the room that we were in, it was not very big. It was probably, I mean, it's probably 15 by 10 foot. And it, we've got, you know, a guitarist, a vocalist, you know, who has a keyboard and a drummer. And so, um, you know, I had to get really creative with the angles and whatnot. But, you know, hopefully I did well. It was hard because, like... I, like i don't know their songs so like whenever there was a part in the in the song where you know say maybe it was the drummer's time to shine or whatever like i would right. prefer to like really you know get good video of him doing his thing um but i i, I didn't know when that was going to be so <laughs> it's really it was interesting but they were very fun and so i was excited because not only did I get to do a lot of the, you know, the music and stuff like that but i also did uh you know i caught little little glimpses of of them just kind of enjoying themselves and you know doing their thing so it was it was really cool i was there for about four hours so <laughs> oh that's a good afternoon yeah it was it was well it was, it was it was later that night but no it was it was pretty cool um i definitely want to go back and do it some more um you know now is the hard part where i have to actually like edit the videos and stuff what i want to do is um I've got another friend who has a recording studio locally and I want to get all those people in touch together and then actually have them record some tracks and, you know, go from well, there. Yeah. Just from like a production standpoint, like there's no way, unless you had multiple cameras going at once or unless you captured the audio from that, uh, from that four hours yeah. on a separate device, then whenever you cut that video, it's gonna that song is not gonna play continuously exactly so like i can yeah. only pick chunks because like i've recorded and, and I, I was noticing that like while i'm playing i'm like well fuck i can't stop it and start it because it just doesn't look good but so i can only take like chunks from certain songs and put it anywhere so like if i got an actual audio track what i could do right. is put the piece together then playing and put the actual audio track on top of it kind of like a a really bad music video but <laughs> or or what you could do is have them figure out a master shot because i i record bands all the time that's like okay. i not all the time but it's it's one of the things that i i do a lot just because i have that connection yeah. with music already uh but what so kind of what what you normally what you can do is you get a master shot you figure out one angle that gets everybody in there that looks halfway decent and you let them go through the song once with that master shot right okay and then what you can do is all those, then you have them go through the song. And that way you're listening to the song for the first time. So you kind of understand like, all right, well, they're going to do this. And then there's a solo here and then blah, blah, blah. And then you have them go through the song a second and possibly even third time. And that's when you do the handheld close-up shit. And then when you go to edit it, you use you strip off all the audio from the handheld close-up shit. You use the master shot as your, as your backing track, basically. And you just kind of splice in 
you over like you would over, like overdub uh-huh. those close-ups where you think they would work good and where they would do this or whatever. Yeah, and that's like that's like the getaway to do like a live performance music video. But like like you said, if you can get them in a studio and lay down a track for a song, then you can use footage from that whole entire thing right. for one song. And I mean, as long as you're not like. You know, music video editing is a completely different fucking animal because think about like if the drums are off, like if if you're not totally synced up the way the drummer's playing with the drums on the song, it's a fucking nightmare to try to match that shit up. So you're always cutting away to different things. And so if you look at music videos, like a lot of times they have some kind of bullshit narrative where, um, I mean, I've spent so much time with it. music videos. It's like it's it's really a lost art form because in the eighties and nineties, these things were were huge pieces of art. Yeah, that like bands made with filmmakers. It was it was multimedia art, and it's it's totally a lost art form. You don't the past twenty years, you have not seen as much effort and thought put into music videos Absolutely, as you did yeah. the twenty years previous. So like. Dude, I could. I'm gonna shut the fuck up now because I could talk about music videos forever. No, you're right though. I mean, one thing that I, that, I mean, just the basics because I really didn't know how it would go because I have been filming everything on my uh, on my iPhone 11 Pro, and yeah. uh, I'm like, you know, I've seen people's you know shitty ass concert videos. I'm like, I don't think the audio is gonna be any good at all. It was actually very good. I'm yeah. <laughs> really shocked. I was like, wow, this is. This is pretty amazing, but they do shoot entire music videos on those things. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, the audio is different, but, you know, I just, I was like, wow, you know, but, but I, I got a lot of pictures as well, um, you know, which is something just, again, they have absolutely no social media presence. They're good. You know, they're really good. And I, I did, you know, I, I was able to kind of, um, for people that I didn't know that I was filming, I was, I, I myself was able to kind of let loose and kind of go about the room a little bit more, but. I couldn't, I still couldn't do a lot because of the space. And the only shot that I could get all of them in, which most of the time was still very difficult because the, the vocalist moves a lot. Um, I was in this like back, super back corner, like by the door, I'm on the floor and I'm sitting right next to the vocalist speaker and you know, there he screams. So (laughs) it was was not a pleasant experience, but I did it. So for the sake of art because i just wanted to get one good video of all of them doing their thing and whatever and so but you yeah. know i i told them you know the next time i do this because i'll do it again you know now i kind of know you know because i'm like can't we hook up your instruments directly into something to record to and you would need like a mixing board so if you, if they were playing a live show like at a venue usually they mic all the different instruments and then they can mix it at the board and then crap it out through the uh, venue sound system you can sometimes plug directly into those and get a a pretty decent live recording but um no i mean i think the the studio is probably like the best thing i think it is too yeah or you just do a live one where they have them all play at once and you 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 know you kind of you get like in the back corner of the room so you can get everything and you just kind of use that audio and just have that be good enough you know it's it's got to be such a weird time to be in bands right now because it is. there's not shows. Like right. even if we're like, okay, you're a band, but like, what are you, you're trying to get people to come out to your shows. Like no one's playing shows. There's exactly. not venues aren't open. Well, and that's the thing. So they started this back in, well, October of last year um, is when they all got together. And, you know, since then they have um, one and a half albums down, you Damn. know, and so they, they are, they're ready, <laughs> you know, they're ready for a show. And I, I mean, I heard them play. They, they're good. 
Um, it's just that, you know, now that they're ready, there's nothing really for them to do except record. And I'm like, well, you guys should definitely, you know, and he was talking, Will was talking about, you know, money is definitely an issue. Studio time costs money and it does. It's very expensive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. But I mean, you know, and I don't, I can't promise them that, you know, my friend's going to cut them a deal at all, but you know, at the same time, you know, you gotta, you just gotta do it. (laughs) Well, one one thing you could do is you take your, your, your two best songs and you record them and then you put those up on Bandcamp or something where you can sell them and you try to raise cash to do more. Yeah. Um, it, it recording is like a, like studio studio recording is a completely different fucking animal. It's it was always my least favorite aspect of being in a band because when you're live, like you can kind of fuck up and like whatever. And as long as you pretty much nail it, you can be ninety shit. You could be like seventy percent on, yeah, <laughs> and, it'll, and still play a good show. Nobody when you're in the that. studio, you need to be ninety nine percent fucking there. Yeah. Otherwise, because that that's it, man. That's the definitive version of the song. So, like, you could you could play a song one night and it sounds one way, and then you play it the next night and it sounds a different way. And all those, and if it's not recorded, then all those different versions of the song are technically the the ver- you know there right. there's no there's no like cornerstone that this is deviating from. But once you lock it down and you record it, and you put it on an album. That's it, man. That's the way that fucking song sounds. Right. And right. I hated that because it was like it would change so much. Like there was so much chaos and like in live performances and stuff. And- well, and like one thing that was cool, like, so they've got this one song that they do and it's really pretty it starts off really pretty. And, and you know, the whole song is, is really a nice song, but then the end of it is kind of their own collectively. Like they all kind of freestyle okay. their show song. So like, it's meant to be played to a live audience and it's just kind of whatever they all decide to do. And they all do. I mean, they, they killed it, you know, <laughs> the version I saw anyway. Um, so, I mean, but there was a lot that I learned about music that I really, cause I'm not, a mu- I'm not a music person like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot that I learned, but you know, just like looking at them, like from a marketing standpoint, they're all beautiful men. They all are, <laughs> they are, you know, and they're, and they're a fun bunch and they're good at what they do. So it's like, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't, you know, do something well with them. And, you know, they're all, um, not all of them. Will is like, Will is a career musician. He's, he's always done this and he's been, you know, him and the vocalists were in a band together many moons ago and they toured together. And so, I mean, they've done, they've done this before. The drummer, I think is a little bit newer at all this, but I don't think he's going to have any issues. Um, so they'll get there but they just need to i you know was telling them I'm like you guys have to learn how to social media like it's not 1990 anymore you have to know how to do this <laughs> yeah like if you if you really want to get your stuff out there you live in the best time to be able to get your stuff out there i'm like you just got to learn how to do it so you know i it's so funny cuz i i was having the same exact conversation with a friend today and it's hard man because i am somebody that um I hate, well, I don't hate social media, but I have wasted, I I wish that I had branded myself correctly the first time. And that sounds like such a ridiculously fucking pompous thing to say, but it's the truth. Like I have, I think currently on Twitter, I have like 200 followers, but like my Twitter account's a year old. I think I just fucking found Twitter a year ago. No, I've had like five different Twitters over the course of my life. And I I get them and I delete them and I'm like, fuck this. And then I make a new one and blah, blah, blah. And if I had like, if I had just like, just like started with social media, been like, okay, this is what my, and all like, and my name on Instagram is different than my name on Twitter, which is different than fucking this. It's like, if I had sat down in the beginning and said, okay, dude, 
this is what you're going to call yourself. This is what your handle is going to be. Everything is going to be underneath this umbrella. Everything is going to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have, it would have, I don't know what it would have done. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't have done anything. Maybe it wouldn't have even fucking mattered. But like, I know that like, there's a lot of wasted opportunity in the fact that I never really did that for myself. And um, I attribute it to the fact that I never really gave a shit. But I also wanted to, I, I like to spend more time making things than like trying to like pimp right. myself and, right. you know, and, and some people are just better at pimping themselves and they don't really make anything, but, yeah. <laughs> but they're right. so good at pimping themselves. It doesn't matter. They're able to, they're able to sell their own brand. Um, I don't know. I think that's, if there was like, if I could hire like a, a a social media consultant or something or <laughs> so, somebody just to go through like all of my movies and all of my, my writing. Like I have books published on Amazon. You on Amazon and like buy books for me. Should I never fucking talk about them on this thing? I should be pimping them. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't give a <laughs> shit. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> right. But it's like, I don't. So like, I, that's what I feel like if someone were to come along and be like, yo, like, you know, I'll help you streamline this and you can go keep making stuff. Yeah. And I will handle selling the stuff that you make. I feel like that would be a very good partnership. Um, unfortunately, I'm a dude, so nobody gives a fuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got people, you people, people, people ain't buying me fucking Chucky Dolls. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you don't got to worry about that happening anytime soon. I got to get my own. I got to take my bro gas to Party City and get my own fucking Halloween costume this year. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm excited because I'm, I'm, you know, on Twitter, I'm getting hit my first thousand and it's really, I mean, just the more, the more, like the more followers you get, the easier the growth is. And so your growth. Yeah, it's exponential. Right. It just continues to grow. And so I'm like, oh God, I'm going to hit my first thousand. And I mean, I'm kind of one of those people. I really didn't start off. I mean, I don't have a whole bunch of content. You know, I've, I've got a bunch of stuff I'm working on that, that will be here. <laughs> I got mm. a lot of promises. <laughs> You got a podcast. I, mean, I got Jesus, a podcast, that's and, and, and and that's okay. <laughs> it does all right, but um, yeah. I mean, so you know, I don't know if it's just I don't know if I just happen to be the thing, the hot the hot new thing, or if I just I don't know. People just seem to like oh. me really well. I don't know, but I mean, you're right. Sometimes it takes off, and because I've had Twitter for like five years, I've had this this Twitter account for a long time, but I really didn't start using it. Hell, I really really didn't start using it until like February. And so, I mean, you know, and before that, I ha I started off at like a hundred and something, you know, followers from that point from the five years that I never used it. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. You just don't know what's going to trend and what's not, and what people are going to like and what they're not. You know, some some well, are a mess. Yeah, and it's also a matter of how much time are you willing to spend there, like. Well, because you got the like, I don't put it, dude. There's like, ha like I never use hashtags, and like I know you're supposed to do that, and you're supposed to retweet yourself, and you're supposed to do stuff like around noon time every day, and like there's times that like more people are on it than others and shit. And I, I don't know. I just feel like that's not what I want to do, man. I want to make stuff. I don't believe <laughs> like, it I, all. It's an entire yeah. I, to sit there and like try to like you know play twitter like it's fucking pac-man yeah and like the high score is followers and it's like okay yeah. like yeah. you know I'm i can't gonna... imagine i can't imagine 20 years from now like sitting around with my fucking kids or grandkids and being like yeah i used to have a lot of fucking twitter followers <laughs> you know like that's i don't know but you just don't know, know who you're gonna connect with and i i guess that's i mean that's why i well that's it, it. 
You know? Yeah. You just don't know. I mean, you might just, you, you know, you might make something one day and then you happen to share it and then somebody else shares it. Now everybody loves it all of a sudden. And so, I mean, it just depends on what you're in the business of doing, I suppose. You don't have to. I mean, people were, were getting famous before social media existed. You know, it's possible. <laughs> you know, it is. But um, it's not. Uh, it definitely makes it a hell of a lot easier. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm a weird looking dude. It's never going to happen for me. <laughs> I'm resigned to that. <laughs> I don't know, Pat. There's a lot of really weird looking dudes on there. That, yeah. uh, I don't understand. I'm like, how, do, how is this person famous? Like, what, who is this? <laughs> what you know, is it's this? like it's like Jonah Ray and who's the, who is that one guy? Dave. Uh, oh, my gosh. The guy that the MTV VJ. This is way before your time. Oh. That lost the Jesse Camp. You, I don't know. Someone out there is listening to this episode and knows who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Everyone else is like, I have no idea. But apparently, my audience is primarily older. So pro- yeah, you're, I think you're right. I'm sure it's a bunch of creepy old men. It's a bunch of dudes. Yeah, between 35 and 45. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you find that out? There's analytics when you put when you share it. You have um, analytics that tell you your listener, kind of your demographic, and you know yeah. stuff like that. Kind of where all your listeners come from, and your numbers and things. So, I- oh, here's here's something. Um, you should like and rate us. You should subscribe and rate us yes. on uh, iTunes. Yes, you should. There you go. That's my social media savvy. That's <laughs> social media savvy corner for the week. <laughs> yes, like and rate us on iTunes. We would really appreciate that if you. Want this to continue? Um, that, that sure. I think I got us. I got us two this week. <laughs> oh yeah. I have, yeah, I, I think I so. Look, I don't I know. So, like when I look at the analytics, because you 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 upload it up, you know, I upload it to to um, Anchor and it distributes, and so um, it doesn't tell me the reviews and things like that. So maybe I should go through and look. I don't. I guess I don't really look at them <laughs> like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just make it because it makes me happy to make it. So. <laughs> And if you guys want to listen to it, I, I appreciate it. I do. But for me, it's just important that I do it. <laughs> we Yeah, we have four five-star ratings. Oh, okay. So that's pretty good. But I think we need like a couple hundred more. Yeah. If we're going cl- to eclipse Joe Rogan. Yeah, we got oh, – yeah, fuck Joe Rogan. We're way cooler than Joe Rogan. That's <laughs> – I shouldn't say fuck Joe Rogan, but why? What's gonna happen? No one gives a shit. He's not gonna show up at your door. I'm gonna get canceled. All right. People are gonna stand for Joe Rogan. They're like that Asher's bitch hates Joe Rogan. I don't hate him. He's just not. Uh, I mean, I don't have time to sit around for three hours listening to a shit. So anyway, on that note, um, you guys <laughs> probably don't either. So <laughs> let's yeah, let's move it along. Uh, let's get into uh, today's uh, or you know this week's topic. Um, so. Last week we had covered, you know, the Thunderbirds and, you know, which are basically these, uh, you know, larger than life uh, birds that, you know, could possibly be a species of extinct or uh, an extinct species or, you know, maybe something we've never discovered before. Either way, we thought a good uh, segue from that would be talking about um, cryptid dinosaurs and, um, you know, the possibility of, you know, do we still have these prehistoric beasts walking around? Um you know, we'll, we'll start with the matter of opinion. Pat, what, what, what do you think? Do you think that there's anything to this at all? You know what? I honestly, um, this, and I know I kind of, I don't want to get into next week's topic because I know the yeah. two are I dangerous. I figure we'll probably talk about that a little bit, but yeah, not too much. Yeah, so, but like, honestly, my, my perception of a lot of this stuff changed uh, in the course of researching this episode, which is 
very cool. Uh-huh. It's very nice to to kind of you know. It's um, fun. It's a to, fun topic. Yeah, and to, and to learn something from putting these episodes together, and and to have the uh, just doing the prep work for the episode alone be yeah. enough to to change. It, you. it makes you have to sit down and do it, and it's like it's not something. It's not like it's you're not interested in it. It's just as adults, we have other stuff to do all the time. So, <laughs> right. It's so nice I think <clears throat> originally, what your question was is. Is it possible for species that were um, in their heyday 66 million years ago to still be alive and uh, kind of undiscovered? Or, or is it possible that species once thought extinct are still alive in some corner of the globe? And um, when you ask that question, that's kind of like that's like, you know, could these things be around this long and then they kind of, could they disappear? How would something fall off our radar? Well, we know that there's a lot of things that aren't on our radar. We know that there's a lot of corners of the globe, especially when you're talking about underwater, uh, that aren't explored and that we don't spend a lot of time and energy, you know, going into. But one of the things that kind of came apart came from um, the research that ties into next week. So next week, we're going to get into the fossil record and and dinosaurs and whether or not dinosaurs you know dinosaurs as we know them are legit or whether or not there's a conspiracy there you know i, I think the show title should be like dinosaurs explanation point the ultimate conspiracy um whether or not the fossil record is right in the first place so is it really that this you know like one of the uh creatures you want to talk about with the silicanth which is a really old fish yeah. um but, uh, you know, they thought that it was like 65 million years old. Yeah. Well, and, you know, but they found it in 1938. They found species of it alive in 1938. Well, I guess a, a better question is, are we really sure that it was 65 million years old? Are we really sure that, like, these things are actually that old? And when they kind of pop up on our radar in modern day, it's very, oh, gee whiz, can you believe it? It's been alive for 65 million years. Well, what if it hasn't been? What if it's only been a couple thousand years, you know, and that's where you get into debating the fossil record and that's next week's episode. So I don't want to, I kind of want to try to differentiate the two, but I'm starting to believe that maybe, you know, the whole 65 million years thing is a little sketchier than I thought it was. The arguments for the arguments for the world being a lot younger. I always liked the idea of a much older world with different civilizations that kind of peaked and fell and, you know, different, you know, uh, cataclysms and and maybe we were all flying 20,000 years ago we had flying cars and then something happened and now we, and the clock got reset and then we had to start over again and shit that's kind of what i like to believe back in the day um but after seeing some of the research that i did for the show in next week's episode it's kind of more like well maybe not you know maybe maybe it was more linear than cyclical is what you're saying yeah i mean um it's. I think it, at least it's. If you're if you're going to open your mind to alternative Earth history theories, I think you know we're always willing to go longer. We're always willing to believe. Um, what did ah? Oh, geez, I just reorganized my fucking back room here. Graham Hancock wrote this book about the different uh, different North American civilizations, the rise and fall, and most uh, most like archaeologists will tell you that uh mankind has existed in north america for about 20,000 18 to 20,000 okay. years okay and he he found evidence that went back and said no it's you know 
we can find stuff that goes back 25, 30, 35,000 years. And that there was a set, there was a different migration. There was different migrations that came and kind of developed. And then um, there was a glacier that moved across North America and wiped out a lot of people. And that kind of formed the Grand Canyons and the Great Lakes and shit like that. And that was that was the byproduct of a, a asteroid that hit the North Pole. Um, dude, I am way off. We're not even talking about the fucking old fish right now. <laughs> Back to the old question. I, I am just going to fucking let, shut the fuck up. Let me give you, let me give you an easier leeway into the topic. <laughs> let, me, let me let me bring you back down for a second. To, uh, I swear I didn't get high today either. I swear I didn't get high today. Oh, don't right. lie like that to me. That's just <laughs> I got high today. Um, <laughs> anyway. to clear. So an easier – okay. So when you t- when you say, you know, dinosaur cryptids, you know, people are thinking like the T-Rex and the Triceratops are walking around, right? Not necessarily. Right. Um, a really big no. example and a really well-known example of dinosaur cryptids are lake monsters. You know, yes. most of the time, you know, what are they? People describe them as what? Plesiosaurs, right? So we think that there's a possibility right. that, that that species is still around. Well, that's one of them. You know, there's so many lake monsters. Oh, my gosh. I was getting into them for this episode and there's... It's just so fucking many. Like every lake has a monster in it. Even ponds have monsters somehow. Um, but <laughs> it's not all that unrealistic. So if we do have, if we do have the big fish, the what is it? I, I can't pronounce it. This the silicanth, 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 silicanth. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, but if he existed and say he was, you know, sixty-five million years old, then why couldn't the right. dinosaur? You know, and so that's kind of the evidence for that. And especially if they're a migratory species, like we think, you know, the, the rivers and the um and the lakes and things. Well, the lakes usually, you know, lakes usually um, feed into rivers, rivers feed into the ocean. So, I mean, all the water is connected. Right. So, I mean, they could come in and out of, you know, between freshwater and um, saltwater. Um, I actually read a couple of interesting uh, articles. This is years ago, though. Um, so, I mean, I, half of this might be bullshit. But um, there was a manatee found living in a, in a lake. And, um, you know, I, I mean, that's not bullshit. But, like, if you look, there's, like, pictures of this manatee. And it's, like, covered in algae. And it was, like, living in this lake. And um, so the reason why that was so large is because the manatee is a fresh or a saltwater fish, you know, or mammal. And so if it could adapt to living in a lake for however long it was living long enough to grow algae on its body, then, you know, again, we can have these species of, of animals that can do the same thing that we just don't know about. Um, so that's probably the most famous example of these, um, these quote unquote living dinosaurs to this day. Um, and could they have survived? Well, if we're talking about, you know, um, a, a meteor hitting or, you know, hitting the earth and taking out these creatures, and that's, you know, what we kind of commonly believe happened with the dinosaurs, then the most likely culprits to be able to survive in that type of environment would be ones that live in the water, you know, mm-hmm. so that 100%. Right. Yeah. I mean, so that, that you know, there, there's something to that, I, I would think. I, there's just so much. There's so many sightings and legends and you know lake monsters go back to the fucking beginning beginning of man you know they've always been here we've got video evidence i mean what what more do we need besides a whole ass body you know to say that these things are real well so i i think we're going to keep coming back to the silicanth because it's the perfect example of science being wrong it's the best evidence Uh, right yeah because once again it was it was thought extinct 
found in 1938, and now they're in zoos and shit. So, like, we we were convinced that these things were dinosaurs, that they were from millions and millions of years ago, and then found alive and well 80 years ago. And and now we've kind of taken them in and repopulated them, and, and they're very right. fucking common. Right. So what, what's – I think the, the kind of narrative that we see pop up on this show a lot is um, science – <clears throat> kind of subscribing to one paradigm and then that being proven wrong. Right. But what's interesting is that I feel like, I feel like we don't, that doesn't happen anymore. I feel like we're, we're way like a hundred years ago, things were more loosey goosey and I think science was new and I don't know why that is. And there's some theories as to why maybe it's, it, it has to do with more with money than anything. But I feel like the science and like, and what our concept of history was more malleable back then and we we allowed for different explanations and for theories and for us to realize that oh we thought the earth was flat and now we know it's round or oh, we thought the earth was the center of the universe and now we know it's not and i mean when it comes down like you talk about dinosaurs in general they didn't exist until 1824 nobody nobody there was no concept of these prehistoric creatures before then right that's only like that's only 200 years Right. So it's only been <laughs> 200 yeah. yeah, it's only been 200 years that common that science said that these things ha- that had our progression the way it was, that had our fossil record where it was. Um that's relatively new especially when you look at like our understanding of the universe and how that cha- you know you go back and and take a 200 year period and look at how we thought the cosmos worked at point A versus 200 years later and they're they're completely polar opposites, right? Um, but I don't see things changing that much now. Like, I feel like if even more, if, if new evidence came out that suggested something that once again, we were wrong. Right. And I don't know if we'd be so quick to discover it or if we'd suppress it, you know, that's true. If we, if we would be able to accept that that's what it is. Right. Right. And maybe that's just uh, paranoia. Maybe we're more paranoid now than we used to be, or especially two goofballs that do a fucking paranormal podcast (laughs) are. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I think it's it's really interesting that like all of these people in our generation, all of these concepts that we have about uh, evolution and where these creatures came from and and what's extinct and what's not, they're all very, very new. And, um, there's evidence to suggest that they're wrong. I mean, that's why that's how you can do this show when you talk about lake monsters and you could talk about right. the silicanth and you could talk about your buddy in Africa, the um Oh, the Makale Mimbe. Yes. So yes, I, yes, yeah, yes. I want to talk about that because you know what I found again doing more research for the episode. So the Makale Mimbe is like a um it's like an a, a, what is it, an apotosaurus, not a brontosaurus. Brontosaurus don't don't exist. Um, but the apotosaurus. And uh so it's a long neck. And um Apparently, this thing lives in the Congo, and it's kind of a mix. It's kind of similar to, like, the Thunderbird. It's kind of a mix between, like, a spiritual entity and, like, a physical entity. You know, some of some people say that it's it's physical. Some people say that it's not. There's been footprints found, three-toed footprints of this thing. They're fucking massive. And So, not- I didn't find... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I didn't find anything about the this, this spiritual resonance of it. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Like, well, what... Um. Because it doesn't seem very majestic. Like, I get worshipping a giant bird, but, like, worshipping a brontosaurus just seems weird. 
it uh, like I know the I, I believe that the name directly translates to um, rainbow. So I mean, I don't I don't really remember. Oh, that's a, nice. Yeah, I don't really remember if it's supposed to be like a some type of good luck or um, you know what really the deal is there. <laughs> but there there is some like spiritual aspects aspects to it because some of them some people report that it's like a ghost okay so when i say spiritual like directly spiritual so like they'll see it but then it'll like disappear which could i mean maybe we can do a whole episode on ghost animals one time that would be pretty cool that's that's different um but yeah um yeah i mean there's been expeditions people have gone down you know at least people feel like there's enough evidence just with hearsay um that that this could exist and um but not just that when you look at um that area in general like there's a lot of um there's a lot of supposed dinosaurs in the congo or right around it and you know why 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 would they have that now when they look at these different animals um well even like uh mckelly uh mckelly i can't say it now (laughs) um (laughs) uh he uh it's like scientists that not scientists but you know people on expeditions and whatnot have asked locals what does this thing look like they'll bring books they'll have them pointed out that's what they did with the uh kongamata and um mm-hmm. you know who's another one and um <clears throat> you know what they pointed out what some people were pointing out was a uh a specific type of rhino and um mm. it wasn't one that's that's native to the area but had been many 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 years ago and so, you know, there's evidence right there that, you know, what that rhino before, you know, it, it has not really ex- extinct. It's just that we don't have evidence of it. And maybe that's what people are blaming on, you know, sightings of this thing because they don't really know what it is because to them, they're not supposed to have rhinos, but they do, you know? <laughs> so, right. and you know, these are, these are a, a native people. So, I mean, that's their logic. Oh, it's a monster. Um, but you know, there's other examples. Um, like I said, last week we talked about the Kongamata and a Kongamato and w- when they showed them pictures of, um, creatures of that to describe what that thing and the whole village that this guy was staying in, you know, said that this thing was real. They've seen it. The people they've watched people die, you know, get killed by this thing. Um, don't go in the river because it'll attack you because it lives in that cave right there. Um, and so when he, when he, when he asked to show, you know, what it looked like, people pointing to pterosaurs um you know that's what they thought it was there's also you know some type of pterosaur and um they're like yep that's what it is right there so you know it is really interesting that they have a very rich history of of that um you do have like one-off sightings i was actually um reading about this like t-rex sightings and they're not like full-grown you know gigantic t-rexes they're they're like small versions of like a t-rex <laughs> not tiny, but but they're t-rexes and they're you know they're out there but they'll be like kind of wherever but i mean because they're so spotty i mean i could easily see somebody being like oh i saw a t-rex you know just for clout or whatever um you know but but we don't have you know we've got more than that with all of these creatures from um from the congo i mean like i said there's so many uh let me see if i can you know find a list because my gosh there i was just i was blown away by it i had no idea um some of them are just giant um like there's one i think it's called um starts with an n but i don't think it's pronounced that way um anyway it was um 
supposedly like a giant, like a even bigger um, Komodo dragon, like two times larger than a regular Komodo dragon. And it's like, so I mean, okay. that could be just a large Komodo dragon, <laughs> or it could be another species of the same kind of family of animals, you know? Um, so, you know, technically, and I mean, that's another example. Um, you know, another good real life example of, you know, possible sightings and stuff like that, uh, which I don't think I've had the opportunity to talk about yet on the show is the oarfish. Do you know anything about the oarfish? No, please, please enlighten me. Oh, the oarfish is my, actually, it's my favorite animal, of course. Um, and it is, um, uh, fucking beautiful. It's, it's a huge, um, serpent and it's real. I mean, you can look at pictures of it. Um, it's, it's massive. They get up to 30 feet long and, um, they are actually like kind of living, uh water dragons they're really so fascinating they look so freaky and they oh, are yeah. responsible for a lot of um you know i can imagine yeah and stuff like that and uh, did you look it up <laughs> yeah it's i mean it looks like a fish with like a with a super long like eel tail yeah like yeah. it's it's a weird combination <laughs> and what like the second thing that pops up is oarfish animal crossing because oh, uh, they animal aren't crossing. <laughs> all right total sidebar real quick do you still play animal crossing Sometimes I need to do better. I I, I I signed in recently and there was cockroaches in my house and I was yes. like, Fuck this. "Did you catch them?" <laughs> no, I just turned it off. It's, oh. like, so who knows what that guy's going through right now? His <laughs> life's in fucking disarray. I logged in on my birthday, um, you know, and that was kind of about a month after you know Animal Crossing got boring. Um, and then you know I did my birthday stuff and it was really very very sweet. I highly suggest everybody do it. But no, I, I I like to get on every once in a while, and then it'll be cool for like another week, and then it'll get boring again. And <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the orfish is you know like I said, it's basically a giant uh, a giant dragon. And um, they're very fascinating creatures. They swim. You know, you look at the serpent body. Well, you think, you know, it swims like a snake. It does not. It swims vertically. It swims up and down. That's how it moves. And it's a, it's a, it's a deep water, you know, it's, it's way down there. Um, so the only time they really come to the surface is when they're dying. Um, they mate. Yeah. They, they mate for life. And <clears throat> so if, if their partner fish is dying, they will surface themselves on purpose and commit suicide and. Uh, just a really it's, it's a really fascinating creature however what i was saying was that you know they are you know to, to the chinese they were dragons that's what they thought they were they had no idea mm. and so you know how so how did that story then translate from you know once we found out that this was an actual species of animal and they accepted it and was like hey it's not a dragon it's just a fish um but how many stories were still told throughout family and 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 culture and things like that still proclaiming these things as such and, you know, does that story still go on today? Um, you know, well, there was, I, you know, that's always, that's always a, a very interesting thing to bring up because you got to wonder, you know, it's like, okay, well, this stuff was talked about and, and Chinese thought these things were dragons. Is it like, is it embellishment or were they just fucking stupid? Because the oarfish is definitely this crazy, it looks like a Pokemon. Like it, it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't look real, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look real. Kind of like that bird that you were talking about. Yeah, the we, we, It looks like a Pokemon. Yeah. But, I mean, it's real, right? But I wouldn't look at that thing and think that it was a, a fucking talking pineapple. Like I would know it was a bird. So like the fact that you look at the oarfish and someone's like, oh my God, that's a dragon. It's like. You know, I don't know. It's like something my nine-year-old daughter would do. Like, okay, I know you're confused, but you're fucking lying at some point. Like, this isn't a goddamn dragon. It's a it's a very long, very weird-looking fish. But at no point 
would I look at this and then go home and like unroll a piece of rice paper and draw a fucking dragon flying through the sky and be like, see, it's a dragon. Cause I saw this or, you know what I mean? Like I would differentiate the two, you know, I, I, I feel like the, it's like, if, if we're talking about dragons, we're talking about dragons and the oarfish are weird looking. Don't get me wrong, but are they responsible for dragons? No. I don't know. The oarfish is pretty dragon. Like not, not looking at the pictures of them dead, but looking at them, you know, trying to see them in their natural habitat because when they're dead, they lose all their color and, they don't look even close to the same as when they're alive. Um, so, I mean, looking at their, you know, at, at them swimming and they're hard to get footage of, but they do. I mean, they do look very dragon like. But then again, if it's dying anyway, they're going to see it as that weird, you know, white colored, sad looking thing. So <laughs> it's like, OK, I kind of see what you mean. I came around. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about dragons for a second. So, like, do you think the explanation that I had heard was that that dragons weren't real obviously but that people found dinosaur bones the chinese or people would find dinosaur bones and they would look at these fucking things and be like jesus what are are these and they would come up with these dragon myths because they would not because anyone ever saw one but because they found dinosaur bones and that was their explanations for dragons. Now, what was interesting once again, to tease next week's, you know, creationism uh, episode is that they actually, when you listen to these fundamental Christians, they'll say, Oh no, dragons are real. (laughs) And that that's part of it. And that like, yes, when you hear about people talking about dragons, they're actually talking about literal dragons. Dragons were real. They existed about a thousand years ago and we killed them all off. Um, so where do you stand on something like dragons, which I guess would be kind of a cryptid dinosaur thing? Yeah, um, I, I don't um, I, I don't think that there's enough evidence for for dragons. I mean, you know, then again, um, are definitely there, are pre- prevalent in folklore in multiple cultures. I mean, well, that's true. That's a good point. You know, that's true. I mean, so maybe they had to have come from somewhere. Well, if if what if what we're saying, if there's a possibility that um, <clears throat> that we lived with um these prehistoric creatures like dinosaurs and they weren't as old as we thought they were then um then yes i could see us living alongside something that's you know a dinosaur or a dragon that's like you know akin to to a dragon but like a fire breathing living on top of a mountain stealing the princess dragon no (laughs) no probably not probably just some type of um weird dinosaur weird species that um you know with time and age they ended up morphing the story into something else you know like the oarfish you know i think that that's a very good possibility but i don't think that a dra- i don't think dragons exist I-, I have never seen any evidence for them anyway mm-hmm. so i mean i you know i mean i um probably not <laughs> but there are people that do believe that, that that's a possibility um you know one of my friends which i'm sure i've talked about her before on the show i'm not sure she owns an oddity shop here locally um it's where i film my tv show at and um she uh has all kinds of really cool stuff one of the things that she has that that i'm interested in purchasing is a is a dragon skeleton it's not very big but (laughs) you know really yeah 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 oh she's got like three of them and uh you know they're they're not real dragons i believe she makes them um you know but they're made out of real bones so i mean right but she took like a lizard and some bird parts and just like kind of put them together right right? put them all together and so 
you know, if you took that thing, if you took that, that quote unquote dragon skeleton and you buried it and you had somebody come dig it up in 500 years, you know, or even a hundred years, they'd be like, Oh, what is this? It's a dragon. You know, that's <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I kind of see what you're saying about, you know, them piecing together bones of, of dinosaurs that maybe think that, you know, that was the logic. This has got to be a dragon. And it very well could be, um, you know, what else would you think a pterodactyl was if you, if you found the bones, but didn't know what it was, you didn't have any other <laughs> explanation. If you came across that skeleton and there's no history of this thing ever existing, you'd have to, you'd have to summarize it to something. Yeah. I I'm trying to look it up right now. I wish I had, but I think there was one dinosaur <clears throat> and it might've been like the stegosaurus or something. It was one of the more popular dinosaurs that they found out wasn't, real and it was because bones were laid on top of each other because and you know what i mean it was two different layers but when they found all the bones together in one pile they thought it was the same dinosaur they put it together and then science proved a couple decades later that you know no 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 that's not actually you had two different things that just were on top of each other yeah 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 that is but i'm not seeing i'm not seeing stegosaurus but i I could have swore i heard that somewhere yeah i have heard that somewhere i don't remember what it was it was something that was very popular which is like i said the brontosaur is not is not a real dinosaur we we are like oh it's a brontosaur or whatever or you know it's a it's a brachiosaur those things don't exist it's just that everybody found these bones and like tried to name them at the same time (laughs) and it's actually the apatosaurus it's all the same species (laughs) So, which would be fucking wild. I mean, gosh, if, uh, you know, Michele Bimbe, if he exists, if he's out there, um, I mean, how fucking wild would that be? You know, they're, they're just bizarre looking creatures. I mean, so, I mean, if we did find something like that, it it would just be insane. And they're herbivores. I mean, that species, they're, they eat plants. So it's not like there's any shortage of of food going around for it. Right. Um, you know, we wouldn't know based off of, and actually there's a specific, I don't remember the species of plant. There's a specific species of plant that we believe that it ate, which is very prevalent in that area. So, you know, it's, you know, if there's any, if if any of the dinosaurs are going to exist, it's going to be those, it's going to be one of the lake monsters, the plesiosaur. It's going to be something that can fly again. It's got to be things that can avoid humans because we'll we'll kill it, right? <laughs> we'll right. kill it or capture it or or it'll be it'll be known about and studied and named, you know. So when if you're talking about a cryptid, it's got to be something that can evade detection right. very well, either either because of its location or because of its abilities, right? <laughs> and, and when you talk about all these things in the Congo and why it seems that they they gravitate towards the Congo because we don't go in there, right? You know. Not as much as we do the planes. No, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, we do not. We do not. And, and the people that do live there are, you know, respectful of the, of the area. You know, they, they understand that that what keeps their lives going is the wildlife around them. So they don't right. disturb it as much. You know, and just think about it. When you see a strange animal, you know, I've, I've been an animal rescue for probably 10 years now, at least 10 years. And, uh, you know, when you approach a strange animal, you know, your first thought and you know, and one of the first things you're taught as a kid when approaching a wild animal or anything like that is that it's scared of you. It is going to be reactionary because it's scared of you. So, like, if a fucking raccoon can learn that we're dangerous (laughs) and avoid us, you know, why can't a fucking 35-foot dinosaur? (laughs) Right. 
you know, why can't it learn that we are, you know, so it, it makes sense. And so, but to these people that live there, these are just, these are things that are real. There's no question about it. These are just common knowledge things that they know exist. And, you know, which is why, you know, I think that it, it does have to hold some type of water because, you know, these, these guys just accept it as a reality. So in some part of the world, the world that they're living in, you know, that they know that these things are real, they recognize them. So I, you know, I don't know what, what does that mean for the rest of the world? I mean, we're just dumb, I guess. I don't, <laughs> we just can't get it. We can't find these things. Cause you would think we'd at least find bones of, of these things as they're dying. Cause they're pretty fucking big. But when you talk about the Congo and you talk about like the African jungle, like no one's spending that much time going through there yeah, looking true. for the shit. It, it's too dangerous. It is very dangerous. Just no, because no. of diseases and, and the heat and it's not, you know, yeah. there's, there's not a Walmart nearby. And <laughs> you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to get your uh, egg McMuffin over at the, <laughs> at the Mickey D. So, I mean, same thing you talk about going underwater. Like, why is it that we're, we're, we're more dead set on going into outer space than we are exploring our own o- oceans. It's because, you know, outer space is sexy. There's more money in there. More people are willing to uh, give grants for it. There's more money to be made. What are you going to find under – people don't think there's much to be found underwater. You know, or, or maybe science prohibits it, you know, because the pressures that you get when you get that far deep in the ocean. Yeah. Maybe we just that's too deep, you know, and it's easier to actually actually easier to go into outer space than it is to go to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. And that's true. Um, that's true. You know, I don't that's know, true. but there's cool. there's plenty of the plenty of the world that's still undiscovered. There is, yeah, there definitely is, you and know. you know, we you know we'll either discover it or hell, maybe these things, you know, a lot of, just like the Kagamato, he is gone now, he's dead. He's you know everybody believes that it died, and so it's like yeah. You know, never even got a chance to discover it before it, it 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 went extinct and you know think about all the other instances of this that's that's been happening like well you had kind of talked about like history before and how like a hundred years ago you know we were more malleable as far as like science and you know being able to like kind of change our views on things and stuff like that um well i mean if you look back you know a hundred years ago and and a little bit beyond that you know up upwards to about 200 years ago that's where you get all these weird news articles from. That's where the tombstone photograph came from. You know, that's, that's yeah. where you get all these like weird old sightings and stuff like that. Was it that we were ignorant to these things or was it that these things existed then? And we just, again, we just missed the mark and now we'll never know, you know, what, what, what? Well, right. That's such a weird concept to like really sit here for, for a second and try to wrap your head around that. Like we may as a species or even us individually, but just say, you know, mankind in general that there's things that we'll never know the answer to right yeah and that we and we kind of have this like blind faith in science that it's going to figure everything out one day and like either we know it all right now or we're going to figure it all out tomorrow and i'm going to go to bed tonight you know believing that in my heart of hearts and everything's going to be fine because you know whatever we don't know we're going to figure out tomorrow and it's like no dude we might not understand any of this shit well right i mean just like face it we'll never know who killed the black dahlia we will never know that. We'll never figure it out. Don't, we don't know who the Zodiac killer is, you know, and that's just the way it is. We've missed our mark. We missed the opportunity to know. And there's going to be a lot yeah, of that in human history. But there's but there's also a lot of effort that's put forth um, for that not to be the case. If you look at if you look at people's 
uh, blind faith in religion and science, which is kind of its own religion yeah. and stuff like that, where like people don't want, what do you mean we don't know? Of course we know, because it says right here in the Bible. And what if it says, whatever it says there is fucking true. Or like whatever current science theor- theories are being held as accurate, that's it. And, you know, anything that challenges that is almost discovered by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, no one, the, you, you don't have large teams of scientists actively trying to prove everything that we know about physics and chemistry wrong right Right. they're just trying to move the move the needle incrementally like tiny little things let's learn more about this let's learn more about that let's not try to learn one of the things that i heard and this is a completely different fucking rant but like one of the things that someone told me once about the nazis and i don't know how i don't know how true this is but it's interesting to consider for a second was that most of modern science at the time was uh, the byproduct of Jewish scientists. And, um, you know, Albert Einstein, his theory of relativity, blah, blah, blah. And they were so dead set against the Jews. Right. Well, yeah. That they threw all of that out the fucking window okay. and said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to even, this can't be right. It can't be right if for no other reason than Einstein was a fucking Jew. There's no possible way that this guy knew what the fuck he was talking about or came even close to the truth. So open up your mind. Whatever anything else can come up with, we're going to explore and we're going to treat as being just as plausible as what this idiot's saying. And that that led to some very interesting discoveries and took them in different directions. And that's why some of the shit they came up with was so left field and out of nowhere. Um, was because they refused to believe modern science. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, I, and I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have been just something that, I don't know, someone got drunk and told me at a party once. But, like, it's it's interesting to consider that, like, there could be – I mean, it, it's, it's a shame that it came from a place of hatred and contempt, but right. th- that there's, you know, seismic leaps and advances to be made if you just – like don't don't follow the norm you know what i mean if you just don't yeah. believe what the prescribed theory is and you just you open up your mind to completely like, give everything a give everything a shot and see what and really just see what works and what doesn't and what you might be able to discover yeah i did uh i, I kind of did a bunch of research um I mean, I've kind of done a bunch of research on Nazi Germany, you know, because I was an edgy teenager. But I did a bunch of <laughs> kind of recently. Um, I was a bad person. Um, but, like, I was doing stuff on, like, uh, the exper- experiments and stuff like the, that they did. And I know that it's kind of been an – I don't think we ever did the episode. I don't know. I have, I've had so many co- um, podcast episodes now. But me and Ivy were talking about doing an episode on human experimentation and um, – just in general, unethical experiments and things carried out in the sake of science. And so, um, I, you know, I could believe that about the Einstein thing because it was Einstein was so fresh then, you know, it was still very, I mean, he, uh, he was still alive. Right. <laughs> but, you know, exactly. But, um, that, that would really make a lot of sense. And he was, it was from Germany. So, um, you know, that would, uh, that would make a lot of sense because, you know, Hitler was kind of trying to push this narrative of, um, you know, eugenics and, um, you know, eradicating an entire race. And in order to do that, I mean, I think we're, 
kind of a religious aspect would be a, a good way to to go about doing that obviously because he he achieved it pretty well i mean for the most part you know and um yeah that's that's really interesting maybe we'll kind of get into that one day um well especially now with i mean have you heard about what's going on supposedly in in the uh ice detention centers oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, what dude is, what yeah. the fuck is that yeah have that is, although i i will say that i i just i think earlier this week um I read something, and once again, you almost have to like triple fact check everything that you fucking read anymore. But yeah, <laughs> I read something from a fair. I want to say it was like CNN, or it was a fairly reputable news source that said that whoever made that initial claim that that was going on, there's they haven't been able to really verify that. Okay, right. and that like as salacious and like edging as much as we all kind of I hate to say it, but wanted to believe. <laughs> That that's the kind of shit that was happening. Yeah, it really wasn't happening. Um, to the extent that this woman suggested, or what she, what the narrative she was trying to put forth was that, you know, it was like the fucking Nazis again. It was like you know Mengele and the human experiments, yeah. and you know, collecting fucking ovaries for all kinds because probably because they were going to grow children in test tubes to make red leather shoes out of or whatever. <laughs> and then you find out like that, like no, this is just you guys being weird and wanting this to be true. This really wasn't true. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 have to I, yeah, I haven't read enough about it. it, but even if that's happened to a small group of people, that shit shouldn't be happening at all. Like, oh, I, <laughs> well, I think it was under the guise of like, you're giving people like medical care that don't have access to decent medical care. And they were finding things like ovarian cysts or, or pre-cancer stuff. And they were being very willy nilly with the hysterectomies and they were saying, okay, just do this, do that. And then you had patients that really didn't understand um, English. Okay. But, but what's, what's scary about that is you're dealing with number one, people's reproductive rights. And then right. number two, and number two, there's almost like a forced sterilization aspect of it. That's very scary to consider that a government would take that stance towards refugees to their country where it's like, look, if you're going to come in here, we don't want you reproducing and having kids that are having kids. They're going to have more kids. Right. So we're just going to nip this thing in the bud right now. And yeah, we can't stop you from coming over the wall, but if you come over the wall, we're going to make sure that we don't get stuck paying for your children that you're trying to have here. Um, which is really fucking cold blooded, you know, yeah. Yeah, it really, is. It's really, really, it is, it is. And I think that's why is when someone made that claim, it just fucking exploded the way it did. Yeah. But I don't know if there's been enough, if anyone's really been able to back that up, but we'll, I mean, once again, if you want, you know, another topic for another day. Sorry to distract you with that. No, that's okay. I think <laughs> eugenics would be a really interesting topic for sure. Um, it, it is a, it is kind of a, I mean, it's sort of hot button. It can be anyway to people that have disabilities that have the possibility of passing those disabilities to their kids and, you know, things like that, because it, it does deal with, you know, not just race in general and like creating a, a, you know, one race nation, but, but also, you know, weeding out certain birth defects and, and defects. That's, yeah. I mean, that once again, it goes back to science. So I think that'd be, and I, I think I just, that'd be a good I topic. read this book called Hacking Darwin and it was all about how, if we really get into that, right, and it, it kind of starts innocently enough with like screening embryos for uh, genetic disorders, but what happens when you can take it a step further and okay, if you can cut these, you, you, it starts out very innocently, but it can really turn into crazy uh, 
genetic engineering programs and when you have different countries competing against each other because why would one country if if one country could have the ability to have genetically superior person what if if someone's going to do this why wouldn't you want it to be us right if it's a matter of we do it or china does it why are you going to let them do it first and beat us right that's very right no we we have to do it. And then it turns into like an arms race, a genetic arms race. Right. And it can affect the Olympics. It can affect sports. It can affect yep. soldiers on the field, all kinds of shit, yep. all kinds of shit. Whole and a uh, whole other box. <laughs> right. 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 Box it is. You're it has right. Nothing there. to do with that has nothing to do with the ciliacanth. At all. That crazy old fish. That's really important old fish that we discovered. It, it is. You know, I'll, okay, I'll come back to that. It, it it was a very, very, very important discovery when it happened. It was very solid. Now, we do have small species of other things like um, just on a, on a, you know, microbiological level of things that have existed throughout time, obviously. But this was like the first time that we really had something that was even anywhere close to like our realm of living when we discovered that this thing had lived, you know, had survived this long. And why, you know, why, why a fish? <laughs> well, I guess I said that already. If it's going to be in water, it's got better chances of survival than anything. Right. Um, but we see that because we do have really old, we have other really old species of like jellyfish and, you know, clams. You know, if you look like, I think the oldest, the oldest living thing in the world, I believe is some type of, you know, fucking ugly as hell clam. And <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be humans. Um, so, you know, I, it is. It, it was a very important discovery as far as like bridging that gap between the possibility of, you know, kind of had us questioning things about about prehistoric life and and what we knew and you know all that. So, um, you know, again, going back to the question of is it possible that we have dinosaurs to this day? I yeah, why not? I mean, if the fish can do it, it's been proven that it can be done. So why couldn't right. it continue to be done? Why couldn't we repeat that again? You know, is it possible that dinosaurs have just lived alongside of us and maybe they've gone extinct since then? Maybe. We'll have to talk about that next episode. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. You know what you're doing. <laughs> I try. <laughs> You know, but but we'll get there. But there are some really interesting, you know, I really didn't get to cover a lot of the of the dino cryptids because, you know, for the most part, um, it's they're so spotty and there's not enough. And I don't want to go too deep into like lake monsters because I would like to cover them. I would like to cover some of the bigger ones individually um, because there's just so much evidence for some of them that, you know, I, I personally like. And it, it's one of my soft spots. So. Um, <laughs> I'd like to do it a little more justice than that, but, um, but there's a lot guys, if you're interested, definitely, you know, get on and, and look them up and see, you know, what kinds of things you can find because, you know, it is, you know, again, the kid in me would love to believe that the, that there's dinosaurs out there stomping around. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think, yeah. And I think my, my takeaway is that, uh, you know, and I, this is once again, teasing next week. I, do we really, what makes a dinosaur a dinosaur? Because the ciliacanth was considered a dinosaur now it's a fish no it's not yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's a fish that you can see it you see at sea world next to an abused whale or whatever oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just i mean it's it's all the the name kind of um 
we we try to name these things and we we give these perceptions that aren't always accurate you know and uh i guess just yeah be careful what you name things because yeah. you could be wrong you know, I didn't mention this yet, but the International Cryptozoology Museum in uh, Portland, Maine, um, their logo is the the silicant. Oh. He's like their kind of like their mascot. So, so again, it is a really important. It's one of those big discoveries in in cryptozoology history. It really is. Um, I, I don't right. want to seem like we've downplayed it at all, but you know, we probably no, not at all. You know. Not at all. I'd say if, <laughs> if if you take away nothing from this episode, it's that. Le, re, research that fish and not it's dinosaur. Good. Not dinosaur, no. not cryptid fish. Research okay. that fish. And uh and see, what see how think? wrong we were. Because about we, something. Right. Because we were absolutely right. We were absolutely wrong. And that's like kind of one of the that's not just being like, oh, you could be wrong. We were like, oh shit, we were we really missed missed the mark. <laughs> Oops, right. you know so yeah um anyway i don't think i really have anything else to say about these dinosaurs do you nope i'm good anything to add all right guys well next week we're going to talk about you know kind of uh we're going to question the dinosaurs and uh i'm excited to tell you guys all about the uh creationism museum that that we have uh close by and that'll be interesting so <laughs> we'll get into all the crazy next week so if you're into religion and conspiracies We'll be here. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun topic. But yeah. either way, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Take care.